If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All right, in today's episode, we answered some health and fitness questions, but the way we opened the episode was with an intro portion where we covered current events. We talked about scientific studies. We had some fun conversation and we talked about our sponsors. Lizard people. Today's intro was 46 minutes long. After that, we got into the question. So we opened up by talking about Bill Gates again. Looks like uh, there was another affair or an wow. affair that yeah, at Microsoft that got him into trouble. Just so much drama. Then I talked about how my six-month-old son is now eating food and he's an eating machine. So that's kind of cool. Then I talked about a, an old study that uh, is getting uh, circulated right now about a mushroom in Hawaii mm. that gives women orgasms. I'm not making this up. I just booked a flight. You can look this up yourself. doesn't work on guys. Sorry, Justin. No. Then we talked about one of our sponsors, Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon makes high-protein, no-sugar cereals that taste like the cereals you ate growing up as a kid. No joke. These cereals are delicious. Yeah. And the protein is high quality. Now better for you. Whey protein. So it's really, really good stuff. Go check them out and uh, you'll actually get a discount. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. Get $5 off. Then we gave a little back to school update with our kids. Uh, then we talked about companies giving out prizes for people getting vaccines. I talked about declassified uh, footage from Russia showing them detonate the biggest nuke of all time. This was back in the 60s, I believe. La Bamba Bomb. Then we talked about HIT cardio and why it actually is more effective than other forms of cardio for fat loss. And then we talked about red light therapy and its beneficial effects on skin. By the way, we work with a company called Juve that makes the best red light therapy products you'll find anywhere. The highest quality and the ones that are used in studies. Don't buy crappy red light. You don't want to just shine red light on your body. Don't you want the it. real stuff. Otherwise, you're wasting your time and money. Go check them out. Go to juve.com. That's J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. Get $50 off your first purchase. That's a big discount. Then we got into the questions. The first question, this person wants to know what we think about uh, Bruce Lee style chain and bar contraptions for isometrics. So it's a good conversation on isometrics and their value for fitness. The next question, this person says, look, can a 10 to 15 minute Trigger session every day be beneficial. So we talk about trigger sessions. What are those and why are they so awesome for building muscle and burning body fat? Then the third question, this person wants some tips and advice for helping with heartburn and acid reflux. And then the final question, this person wanted to know what were some of our most effective tactics to helping clients avoid quitting on themselves. That's the biggest struggle uh, when you're a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Also, all month long, Running a huge promotion. MAPS Aesthetic is 50% off. So that's a workout program that's great for people who are focused on their aesthetics, right? Half off. Also, our Extreme Fitness Bundle, which is multiple workout programs put together and discounted, taking an additional 50% off with this sale. So MAPS Aesthetic, Extreme Fitness Bundle, both 50% off. You can find them both and learn more at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just use the code MAYSPECIAL with no space for that discount. Hey, did you guys hear about Bill Gates? I mean, didn't we just bring him up? Is there more developments? More? Yeah, dude. He had an affair with, uh, I think, what, his assistant. 
and it and he confirmed uh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Is that to take heat away from his Epstein uh, logs? I don't know, but it might be just that he's a he's a philandering philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's you a tongue twister. You know yes. what I mean? Uh, I, you know what's funny is that you can't tell by looking at someone, right? Like if I if I look at Bill Gates, like he doesn't look like he's having sex. Like he he's doesn't. A, he's a little hound dog. He doesn't look like he's having sex at all. No, no. looks no. like and it, and it, he also doesn't look like someone anyone would want to have sex with. Right? No. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I mean, imagine it. How did that happen? I imagine I no if idea. you're the person having He's sex with him, your your desired outcome is just like, hopefully, I get some shut up money, right? Right. That's like, <laughs> like why that's, you put the keyboard on my back? You know, they what, just, what's that all about? That, what? <laughs> that's what I, you know, I just picture that. Just, you don't, can't stop working. <laughs> you don't need a yeah. desk. Yeah. <laughs> Use my back. Use my that's, back. Hey, that's real news though. That really came out. Yeah. I did not see that anymore. Yeah. Did his, you know that? No, it I was like a, it was a woman. I, I should know. It that. was a woman at Microsoft, a lady at Microsoft. Wow! And he uh, apparently had now. An has this been like a long, ongoing thing, or did it just happen once? Or like, I mean, he confirmed. Is it. this the reason why the divorce happened? Like, no, no. He actually tell me more. Here. He actually confirmed it. It was a board. Bill Gates left Microsoft board after affair with female staffer in two thousand. So oh, she a, wrote that was twenty over twenty years ago. No, no, no. she wrote a let. Oh, oh, there's more to the story. I didn't even know that. Oh, there's Ooh. a picture of her. Look at that. Oh. He's not. What a, she look like? Oh no, that's his wife. Never mind. Give, okay. So it says see here. Doug could look up uh, who he had an affair with. There, I want to see what she looks like. I know, right? Yeah, I know. Watch Let's, her be like a dime piece. <laughs> <It's> super <laughs> just, hot. Just bad. No one way, of Bill's areas. Yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah. He's like the most unsexiest thing in all, of all time. It says here. So check this. I didn't know this. The woman he had an affair with. Remember when the whole Me Too thing was happening and all these, it was just going crazy? Yeah. When that happened, she wrote a letter and and she demanded that his wife read it. So she exposed it 19 years later. Whoa. I know, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Back up here. She wrote a letter 19 years ago, but they didn't release it. 19 just- years later. So in 20, in 2000, they had the affair. Okay. 2019, right? So that's 19 years later. She wrote a letter, and that's now what's coming. So out. was it ongoing? So it was like a, another I, relationship he had with this. I don't know. This woman. I don't know. What okay. did you do? Like skim the article or what? Did yeah, you I read the headline read and I'm bringing Jesus, it up. This, is, this is this guy. Man. Look it up. <laughs> I mean, it's something. Yeah, here you guys chew. Yeah, on come yeah. on. I'm guys. waiting for Doug to throw me a bone so I could like talk about it, but he ain't giving me nothing. I mean, right yeah, now. I'll read the highlights. I do want right? to see what she looks like. I yeah. don't know why. I just it do. says here. Okay. This is the highlights of the article. Bill Gates, 65, admitted to an affair with a female Microsoft employee. Like how young was she? The employee, a Microsoft engineer, wrote to the company board in 2019 and allegedly asked that Gates' estranged wife read her letter. Hmm. Gates resigned suddenly from the board in 2020 after the company initiated an independent investigation Hmm. by a law firm. A spokeswoman for Gates said his decision to leave the board had nothing to do with the affair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, really? Weird. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal report came out a short time after revelations emerged that Gates had ha- had asked out two female staff members. Oh. What? He's a hound. Now, oh. how, do, how do you guys feel about He's this? doubling up. You know, like when, when like it comes out that a celebrity cheated, this and that, or mm. a politician, like remember when the whole thing with Clinton first, yeah. right? Like. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that as far as like the, the uproar that happens? Like, do you feel like that matters? Like, does it matter that that person is doing something like that? Like they're, does, does uh, his like sex life have anything it. to do with how he is, yeah. he should be able to run Microsoft? I mean, where's your stance on that? I feel like we're just so jaded now. I just feel like, like whatever, you know, like, like who, who really cares at this point? Yeah. I think you know what it is, is that we, we put 
people on like this pedestal, celebrities or whatever. And so when something like that comes out, it's like, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Whatever. But this shit happens all the time. And does it, is it, is it different because it was internal with an employee and would it be less of a big deal? I, if it that's was like the problematic bro, part, probably. It, yeah, dude, think about like how, what a d- dumb move. And by the way, I mean, I know I'm sounding like I'm judging him and I know a lot of smart people have made stupid decisions like this, but bro, you're the richest man in the world. Yeah. You're very well known, yeah. and not only did you choose to cheat on your wife, but you did it with a with like, an employee. Yeah, I know. Isn't there like a famous island he could have went to, and nobody would have gotten in trouble? <laughs> Allegedly, there's a place. There's, 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 there's a place. Yes, <laughs> supposedly famous people could go to right. and do people weird shit, and not get in trouble. And, yeah, <laughs> called up Epstein. Sweeping under I can't, the carpet. I can't keep it in the pants, bro. Yeah, <laughs> can I come to your island? Yeah, I keep picturing because I, I don't know. I keep thinking of like Ghostbusters. You remember when I think it was Janine or and then Egon? They had this like relationship. Yeah, and, and then I, that's what I picture. Picture, like her and him, like these two, like super weird, uber nerd, oh, like yeah, you know. No, you know, you know which one blew. Me, you know which one first shocked me, and then I went, eh, I guess. Uh, the most of all celebrity affairs or whatever, hmm. when Arnold's uh, like son came out, oh, yeah. and he ended up having sex with his housekeeper, yeah, and she was not. She was not good looking at all. Yeah. I think. Remember yeah. that? Look but up, then he looks just. like I was like gonna it. say, is, is her son the one that looks? Exactly yes, like bro. Him? Yes. All of his kids. And then the other one doesn't as much. All of his kids with uh, what's his wife, ex wife's name, Maria Shriver, Maria, right? Yeah, is that her name? One of the Kennedys. All of her yeah. kids. All of his kids. None of them look like him. They none of them look like Arnold. Sever him. Yeah. The one that he banged is ho- the housekeeper. Yeah. Looks exactly like Arnold. Yeah. And I follow him by the way. On I, yeah, yeah. Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe. Yeah, something. Right. He seems pretty pretty cool. He's all into yeah. working out and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> how wild, right? It is wild. Yeah, that one blew me away when that happened. I was like, Arnold, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Well, it's, a, a, it's you know sort of proximity, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she was there. She's there. I was like, hey, I just took a shower. What? Right. That's, I don't how's know. That, let's do something. I'm yeah. cleaning the floors. Whoa. How's that saying go? Like mm. you can eat filet mignon every night, but every once in a while a hot dog sounds good. Is that, oh. what, is that what it comes, right? Yeah, yeah look at, look at mean, him. Look at, at him, look at him flexing up there. Yeah, looks, looks I mean, like, he's even got his dad's kind of like muscle shape and everything. I know. It's it's bizarre. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's weird. You know, you ever seen pictures of Arnold when he was like 18, 19? Yeah. Just massive. Just yeah, I guess the story, the rumor is that he got on the, the D-ball real. That's somebody who was like 19 right there in that left picture. Wow. <laughs> He's a beast. Wow. Yeah, and I guess the story is that he got his hands on anabolics uh, at a young age, and that's why he looks like that when he's 18 years old. Why wow. uh, Is this a dumb question? Why does he not carry the same last name? They weren't married. So? Yeah. Still a son. He wouldn't take his, he would just automatically take his. Legally, that's that's the way you do it. You have to legally put it on your birth certificate. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. In fact, I, you could. I, in I, fact, you, you you could. Your son could have put your your wife's last name or anybody, whatever you guys choose. So this kid was born. The the mom is like, well, he's not here, so don't give him his last name. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> it came out. How, how much later did it come out? I don't remember how old he was when it came out. It wasn't that long ago. It was. I think the kid was like 12 years later or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was quite a bit later. It was over a decade so later. So that makes sense. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, speaking of kids, so we started feeding uh, my son like solids now, mm-hmm. right? So we, we, we found, um, Have you, got, you guys have seen the Serenity Kids baby food? Love it. Oh, yeah. Really good stuff. Tell me all about that. Yeah, really good stuff, right? It's all, um, there's like no preservatives, no, it's really, really healthy, right? Grass-fed meat, whatever. Anyway, so we started feeding him food, these solids, just to see what his, and my kid- is an eating machine. Yeah. He's like- He's pumping them with protein now. Bro, he's like, we took him to my parents' house to visit, and, and Jessica's like, 
And so here's the thing. So in my culture, the it's like it's like a sport to see how much you could feed your kids and grandkids. And it's it's really interesting. Like I don't I don't notice it because I grew up with it. Right. But when I when I step outside of it and it's pointed out to me, I'm like, I guess you're right. Now does that challenge you and Jessica at yes. all? Yes. Okay. So because when I like I'll give you an example, right? Here's a story. So like when me and my my cousins would go to my grandma's house and she'd cook dinner, she would literally come out with money and say, whoever finishes first gets this money. So we'd be like, ah, going as fast as we could. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And my grandma would follow uh. us around when we were little with food. We'd be yeah. outside playing. She'd go outside with the food. And while we're playing, she'd like do this with the spoon. And so you're like, ah, okay, I'm playing. I'm, right, go I'm good. Like they just feed the shit out of you, right? So, so my son, we bring him to my parents' house. And Jessica, you know, had, you know, some some baby food. We also make our own, right? So she pureed grass-fed beef <clears> with, <throat> with uh, what is it, sweet potato or whatever. So she gave it to my mom, and she's like, you can feed him. Now, my son is like every Italian grandmother's dream because it doesn't matter. You put the spoon to his face, he's, he opens his mouth. So she feeds <laughs> hella fast. He's just eating hella fast. And Jessica's like, it's too fast. <laughs> I think he's going too fast. Someone yeah. was asking But he me, won't stop. He'll gotta, just keep going. control Nana. Oh, yeah. Someone was asking me if uh, that was really hard for us to do that with Max's food. Like, man, isn't that so much work for mm -hmm. you guys to do that? And Katrina's like, it really isn't because all we do is we just puree the food that we make for ourselves. Yeah. And then you freeze it. Yeah. yeah he, exactly. And, and she just, we portion it out, freeze it. And then now he's set for the next couple of weeks. But so, you know, yeah. some kids Courtney like are more picky or they don't want to eat or whatever. My boy, man, he's like, she, Jessica's like, am I feeding him too much? I'm like, I think he'll tell you when he's full. Yeah. No, he'll just keep going, you know? Little, little, he's just in a growth phase. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's gonna become a little, little chunker. <laughs> Squeeze the shit out of those little legs. I love that man. Oh yeah, it's a good age, dude. Dude, this weekend I was, uh, had kind of a funny weekend. We, I, I went to this zombie movie, and I, there, the theaters are open. Wait, again. zombie movie? Yeah, there was a zombie movie out. Is it new? It's made for TV. They did not disclose that because oh. it, it, it's a Netflix film. Um, so it's it technically it's a movie, and it was in the theater, and so we're like, let's give it a try. I have no. No, uh, pre like I didn't see any kind of previews for it. Like, I have no idea what I'm in for. Surprise, totally surprise. I'm like, it could either be like Shaun of the Dead kind of like humor, or it could be like 28, 28 days, days later. later and scare the shit out of me. You know, either way, I'm in. You know, let's let's figure this out. <clears throat> and so we're in there and they're watching it. And um, man, they just could not decide whether or not to make it a funny movie or like super dramatic. And it just became just insanely awful. I wanted Ugh. to just throw stuff at it. It was so bad. It's like they're, they're trying to develop a, uh, you know, a romantic interest in, in this in happens, a zombie like, movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of it. And, and it gets all like dramatic and, and, and she's like, you know, I loved you and this. And then she opens the door and all of a sudden a zombie just snaps her neck, you know, and half and then it's over. It's like, that's what we led up to. And like, that's, <laughs> All you give us now do you guys are you guys big on like looking at reviews before you go watch any movie or download it or whatever like that if you're at home streaming like you know i do usually yeah i like to because they're actually pretty accurate uh and i've, I've tested so many times i've watched a, a, a like a trailer mm -hmm. and i'm convinced it's gonna be a good movie then i read the reviews and the reviews are bad and i still think it's gonna be a good movie yeah usually the reviews are right every now and then you, you got to take a chance you guys gotta do this yeah. like it's it's like and then if you know it's a total dud, then you can start having fun with it. Yeah. And start talking shit. You, do you go with your time. wife? Uh, no, I went with my, my friends. I was going to say, if you're with your, with your wife, you just start making out or she something. She hates, yeah, well, 
That's what we're that doing in a zombie cool. movie. Yeah. How weird that would be. You see like a couple like you know giving each other tongue fucking in, the, in, a, in a zombie movie. That's what makes movie. it fun, Adam. Like they are. Uh, that's yeah. a different Hey, listen, couple. this movie People sucks. Their heads you want to make out right now instead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you know there's- 40-year-old couples. Do you know there's actually like a science to like a, a perfect review rating? Do you know that? What do you mean? 4.2 to 4.76 or 7. So 5. 5 is not a good review? 5 is not good. Why? So, well, I mean, good for the average person. So what happened, the psychology behind this is this. I forget what book this was in, but uh, they say that if you see uh, five, all five stars, that it's your- It doesn't seem real? Yes. Oh. You, you, you question it right away. Like, oh, this, I mean, perfect. Not everybody's going to vote perfect on this. So if it falls between the 4.2 to like 4.7, somewhere in that range, it's supposed to be like the sweet spot for reviews for it to be realistic. And like, and if it's right below that, way less people will watch it. If it's right above that, then people if you also- like, If you guys huh. like, I know Justin will probably like this, right? If you like creative film, yeah. uh, and whether it's animated or not, but something creative, you got to watch uh, Love, Death, and Robots on, uh, oh, on I've Netflix. Oh, I've seen that. You saw the first season. Second season is out. Oh, the new one. Yes. Sweet. Really smart, right? So they're animated, and the animations are different. You talked about this before. You tried to get us to watch this before. Dude, it's really smart. It's really good. They're like 12 minutes long, and they always have a twist, or it's weird. Uh, One of them, the animation is so good that- like two or three times throughout, I'm like, is this uh, is this film or is this animation? That's how good the the CGI is getting. With some it's of the getting stuff. crazy. The only way I could tell is when I looked up closely at the faces of the people. Otherwise, I could not tell that it was. I thought it was a, it was film. Yeah. You have such different tastes than yeah. I do. Yeah. I go. I use Doug's. Uh, movie referrals I will watch mm. uh, I've tried a few of yours and that was one of them too yeah. I'm just not bro you like well, the straightforward shit if you guys can handle no, no, I like you guys can story. handle like really bad films and like have fun with them here's one for you it's a class of 1984 and you you would never know it but Michael J. Fox makes his like very first appearance uh, in this movie and it is literally a turd sandwich but it's so funny because it's so wrong like there's people like at, at school there's these punks like take over the school and it's this whole thing that uh basically they take over the school and and, and everybody's under their tyranny and all this stuff and like people are like, getting strung out uh in class uh, like on heroin there's people like having sex all yeah, over because that happened in 1984 in 1984 i was like this is so raunchy and out there it was just crazy do uh, you do you ever do you ever uh listen to any of these guys referrals and go watch any of the movies that they they'd be <laughs> referring here Never. Yeah. 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 You have to That's have a creative. Funny. I think you had to have tried. Did you try? I tried early on. I tried a couple of them and it's like, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm going to stick with Adams. I like, <laughs> sometimes I like the weird shit, you know? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I find it more rare that we all align yeah. on something. It's You guys are always into like weird. They're, they're like pop music and we're like, you know, stop. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's nothing yeah. pop music about the movies. It's artistic. Yeah. Uh, no. Side of things. You guys are like, I like the stuff everyone else likes. Yeah, I well, like I mean, it because you want to be like everyone else. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I, you know, all the people I, can, taste. I just go by yeah. the reviews. Yeah, yeah like be like people yeah. taste. I'm with you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the movies that everyone else says is cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna take. Ch- I'm gonna take a, a left turn here and tell you guys about the most fascinating study I've ever read in my entire life. What? I'm, it's a big statement. That's that a just huge made. statement. That, wait, wait, but wait. it's back. Back up. It's uh, legit. Okay. okay, ready for this? Yes. So somebody DM'd this to me, and I thought, no way. So I looked it up, and it's real. There's a mushroom, a rare mushroom that grows in Hawaii. And the legend and stories were that if women smell this mushroom, it produces uh, very strong arousing effects and orgasm, spontaneous orgasm. 
This is real. So they actually went and found this mushroom and tested it with these female scientists. Now, here's a trip. The men smelled the mushroom, and they all thought it was repulsive. It had no effect on the men whatsoever. The women were felt aroused and one woman had a spontaneous orgasm from, no from this way. I swear to God and Calvin Klein has not made a cologne yeah. out of it yet yeah no so think Boy, about this missing out think about this mushroom can you think of anything that's going to be mo- make more money than this freaking rare mushroom and is this n- new information yeah dude I'll pull up the, it's does it smell like like dirty underwear or something? <laughs> I don't know if that, <laughs> that works for you <laughs> I, I guess no this what was, is your wife into so check this out <laughs> <laughs> driving around with mud bud I don't know good. it's just like like what, like you know, the, the pheromone thing for men. Like, what are we giving them? So you guys like, don't like honestly. Poop? I'm into you guys. Don't poop <laughs> we're, we don't too? smell good. So I mean, I, like you guys say you do, but you don't. So, but it still turns I, I'm you just on. Honest. No, no. So check this out. Right, this was a science alert. Even wrote about this. By the way, this oh, is not is, as here it is. Here it is. Right here. Look at that. It's very phallic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. wild. So it's a old study. So the study was done in 2000. It's a grower, but it started a gaining a lot of attention. Because people found it, but it's legit. So a pair of medical scientists published a report, International Journal of Med- uh, Medicinal Mushrooms. Is there a, a name? Where can we get these? Yeah, is there a name? <laughs> the you question. know what they've named the mushroom? So it belongs to the Dictophora <laughs> genius. Stop it. Hey, All right, now you're pulling our leg. No, guy. no, dude, scientists do stuff <laughs> no, like no, that. No, no, you know what they named it? Phallus. They literally named uh, the mushroom phallus. So it only grows on top of the 600 to 1,000 year old lava flows of Hawaii. Wow. And the scientist John C. Holiday and Noah Soul described it as a as particularly difficult well, to find. Uh, I'll be uh, foraging. So listen to this. They did a smell test. <laughs> they did a smell test on 16 female and 10 male volunteers. Six of the women reportedly experienced a mild spontaneous orgasm when they sniffed the mushroom while the remaining 10 were found to have an increased heart rate when given a smaller dose now the men thought it was gross Dude. what the fuck it's amazing how weird is that that is weird now, I can't, interesting though now here's a breakthrough I, this is this could become like an incredible like pharmaceutical mm, aphrodisiac now yeah and, and and now i'm thinking like this because this study was in 2001 why isn't this blo- why didn't yeah. this blow up right why ha- why have we not found yeah. a few and then actually found a way to clone them and make here's tons what of i think yeah. you cannot patent something that is uh, found in nature so here's what yeah, I yeah, but you could recreate it though, right? I think a pharmaceutical company is pharmaceutical companies are getting this mushroom and trying to figure out how to make synthetic patent, yeah, patentable is that the right word versions of this, yeah. Because think about this, think about like how many people would buy that if you had if you just buy a bottle, the doctor could prescribe oh, it. Oh, I see a dollar sign. Did you? Yeah, uh, like, your wife's angry at you. You just walk up to you should. Uh, you sure you're mad at me right this now? Tea. Yeah. <laughs> Text our boy over at Four Sigmatic. What's his name? He's I'm sure he's got Tarot. Yeah. Tarot, yeah. I bet he's on it, right? It's, yeah. it's not cordyceps. I'll tell I you mean, that. he's got an I mean he's like the mushroom guy, yeah. dude. He's gotta know this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Send him yeah. a message. How wild is that though? No, that that's probably up there with one of your best studies. I, made you I told some you. Tea. Can you <laughs> why do you always do that voice? I, I don't know. It's so good. It's just fun. It's so good. Tra- he does have an accent though. Yeah, I like, like his accent. It's, how does, it's how does fun it go? to do. Well, let's go on the mushroom party. Yeah. We're going to go foraging. That's messed up. We're not even doing a Four Sigmatic commercial. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a fun guy. Speaking of commercial. Yeah, I'm on fire. Wow. 
Um, speaking of commercials, uh, so what's the deal with the new flavors of Magic Spoon? Have you guys tried them all? I there haven't was the tried birthday all the cake. There was the, the what was it? Maple. Maple. Was the other one? Peanut butter. We, no. Um, so what, have you tried any of the new ones? I mean, peanut butter. I've been devouring. So really, that, yes, super good. Now, have you tried it with? See, I can't have dairy, which pisses me off, right? Because it's got dairy protein in it. I just try a little bit just to taste it, and it's really good. I know. Have you tried chocolate milk with the peanut butter? So you have like a kind of like a Reese's. Type I've of never a, done that. Um, why? I don't know why. Like maybe we throw because, dude, it's so much sugar in chocolate milk. That's probably that's why. true. And yeah. You're eating it because you and don't this, want this sugar. doesn't have any of the sugar. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of like yeah. defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got uh, 45 boxes to get through before oh, yeah, I right. try it. It's a different. Part. I was like, I really you gotta like, start having friends over and like have a party. I've been, I've been hooking up family and friends when they come over, so I think I'm down to like 36 or something like that. I still got uh, okay. a lot of boxes. Well, how many do you go? We through? gotta do some swaps too because I got some different flavors. Um, that we can I go, so I do have a little hack though because. Uh, you know, you can go through that box pretty quick, right? I mean, for I, I, I can eat uh, three bowls. I can empty that box easily, right? So I, I found these, um, you know, like little you know, just clear containers that three boxes fit in there. So Oh, and you can seal it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Does it have the air pump? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, it doesn't have a pump, but it like air locks or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like you snap it and it sucks the air out or whatever. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I use that. And so it's hard for me to measure exactly how long it will last, but I think I, I only get about three bowls out of out of them because I have some pretty big size yeah. bowls. I'm getting probably 40 grams of protein every time that I have a serving. And how do you feel when you eat? You feel good? Amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I reintroduced that too because it was something that I wasn't for a couple of weeks there. I mm -hmm. got rid of all, all these things, but I just reintroduced you know, magic spoon back in what I don't know four or five days. <laughs> that was ago. one of the first things on the list. It was. I was like, <laughs> just staring at. He's you. all broccoli. Well, you got so magic many boxes, box. you got to kind of consider that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that'd yeah, be a gotta, terrible. Got to get through them. Well, and what I've noticed, I know Sal talks about how sensitive he is with whey. I can be too if there's if I do like multiple products that have it or a so if they have a shake and then you do a bowl yeah and, and I had dairy that like if I have a if I have a lot of dairy in one day but like a little bit of cheese or a bowl of magic spoon like or just one protein shake doesn't bother me mm -hmm. but if I do a lot of it then it will it will bother me yeah I have my right now I have my son off dairy and gluten because he's looks like he's got my gut you know, sensitivities. Mm. So I have, I've taken them off those things. And it's so funny. I forget, like for me, it's so second nature because I've been doing it for so long. But when people remove certain things from their diet, they don't realize like dairy and, and, and gluten, for example, they're in a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff, like barbecue sauce. You yeah. know, think we'll have gluten in it. Soy uh, sauce will have gluten in it. Speaking you know? of your son, what's going on? I haven't asked you guys in a, a couple of weeks. What's going on with schools right now? Where, where where are we? Are we still the the half and half? Yeah, come in? His, like, is, his school is half and half. And does your does his school also have a, a bunch of parents that are actually opting out to not even let them come back in? I think they all I think all of them now are 50 50. You know, my best mm. friend, I told you guys that's a principal. I just, yeah. He was with me this weekend and um Stepping down after 10 years in admin. Why? He said this was the, his worst year of his life, dude. Because yeah. of all the... Yeah, dude. I mean, imagine being in, in that position as a principal. And then having to answer to everybody. Well, just think, parents. like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you... There's no uh, way you win. No right, right it's way to become, do it. It's become so yeah. polarizing and political this last year that you just... It's already a stressful position, mm -hmm. right? Being a principal, dealing with high school kids, dealing with a bunch of teachers and stuff like that. Like, it's already a stressful position. Mm -hmm. Just imagine what it had to been like for a lot of these these principals in this last... I can't imagine brutal. because, you know, thankfully for... You know, my kids are a little older and there's always typically someone home, right? If they're with their mom, their mom works from home. So when they do school from home, it's okay. Mm -hmm. When they're with me, obviously Jessica's at home. 
But I can't imagine like kids with working single parents or whatever, and they had to do school at home. How did you manage it for a year? Yeah. Some of these schools didn't go back for a whole year. Like, how did they manage? Well, there's that a lot. Of, he yeah. he told me 50 percent of his school parents opt to not come back at all, too. Mm. So they, they they run like a hybrid. I think that's a mistake. They run a hybrid where it's like, you know, yeah, he thinks so, too. Right. Mm. So and this is, by the way, this is my like super left liberal buddy of mine, yeah, too. Yeah. And he still think, he he thinks that what we're not talking about enough of is what that potentially does to kids long term yep. at those crucial crucial ages. Right. So. We were talking about all this together just because they were this weekend and Katrina was sharing that she has some friends that had kids like not long before COVID happened and you know they're almost two years old now and they've never played with another kid. Mm. Oh yeah. It's like you gotta think it about it. It was that. crazy, even just with my own kids. Like I we didn't even own iPads in specifically I, I just didn't like the idea of them being glued to that, like that close. Uh, but we had to get them because it was the only way you could run some of these programs mm. for school uh, effectively. They did have laptops and everything, but it just didn't work out the way it did. And so it just became this sort of justification. And now it's like this interactive thing with their friends where they only communicate with Roblox or with these mm -hmm. different chat, uh, you know, like Insta chat things where I'm like trying to get them out in the world. And they're like, no, I just want to stay here. And it's it's really a battle now that was never a battle before. I rem I mean, my daughter, because I mean, you got to understand, okay? People think, oh, you know, five months or six months is not that long, or a year. What's the big deal? They'll go back to school in a year. When you're talking about a kid, you know, when you're nine years old, a year is more than one tenth of your life. Like that's a that's a long fucking time. Yeah. Imagine skipping fifth grade, yeah. or fourth grade. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember when my daughter went back. Because when they finally opened up, they asked if parent, and I was one of the first parents that said, yes, I'd love my daughter to come back. She was uh, awkward. She was awkward for like sure. for yeah. like a month sure. being around other kids and stuff. They don't know what to do, what to say, or you know, yeah. whatever. Because it's a skill. The social skills are skills. It's funny. I mean, there's all these memes going around now about like, you know, because things are kind of opening up and people are coming back. But it's like basically crawling out from under a rock and just be like, oh, you know, hey, and trying to have these social interactions again. It's all these. Like, it's just really awkward. So I saw Vegas just announced they are going like no mask, no restrictions, no nothing in July. Something. Did you see that? You guys yeah. see that? When is it? It's July something? I think so. I bet you that is going to be one of the craziest ragers Ever. Oh, oh my God! People gonna right. go shit be, over there. Yes, yeah, so much pent up. I bet you they're gonna. It's gonna go. It's gonna I thought it was a joke anyway because, uh, and I'm not an anti whatever, but I thought it was a joke because when I was there, was it two weeks ago? I, I mean, <laughs> going through the casino mm -hmm. and seeing these people on rascal scooters because they're too obese to walk. <laughs> You're pulling their mask yeah. down to and smoke, they're, <laughs> and they're pull, Yeah, they're smoking cigarettes. And they're pulling their mask down to smoke, you know, and doing the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, like, what are we doing? Like, really? <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> Thank God you got that mask on, huh? Who did, who just jumped on the uh, the the vaccination? thing right now too is it mcdonald's that's doing now oh like, yeah, i saw that it was is, is it McDonald's? shake shack it was another one in new york a, I think. were they giving away food for yeah it? they're giving away food There's, to incentivize a it. lot of companies are doing this thing too where they're like doing raffles like raffles yeah. to win ten thousand dollars if you if you if you get vaccinated and you you get into this well, pool and they do wasn't a, there it's a, one of those things i'd rather that approach than the you know the, the mandate you know kind no, of agree, a, a thing, so i agree i appreciate that but yeah, it's still it's like those companies you know it's not like wasn't the there a, of health wasn't there a state that actually uh, did a $5 million lottery, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was a state that did a $5 million lottery. So, And the way you enter is by getting vaccinated. 
Hmm. Yeah. In order to motivate people. This one wasn't that big, but I have a realtor friend and that's her office. That's what they did is they, and it was pretty, I think it was $10,000 like either a week or a month that they were giving out for, yeah. And it was a consistent thing they've been doing. Wow. But I'm with you, Justin. I mean, I agree. I mean, that's a a fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like not mandating it, but incentivizing people to do it. That's a smart way. I wish that was, yeah, the common way they handled it across the board, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, personally. Justin, did you see that they, they um, just declassified more UFO uh, footage? <laughs> Dude, I mean, how much of this, like, can you really just, uh, are you just like, this is all disinformation at this point? Or is it, this just keeps coming out because they're trying to get you to look at something else? Listen, I've been into UFOs since I was a kid. Justin, probably even more than I have. Okay. I know, I've been a long okay. Time. Now, yeah. before last year. I was year, deep in the paint. Yeah. Before last year. Was was the Air Force or the Navy or anybody official mm-hmm. declassifying UFO videos? No, no, no. nothing came out forever. No. Now it's nothing. Like Commander Fravor, like you see this, like all these examples on the East Coast. There's literally a video they just declassified, and it's like this this long cigar shaped looking uh, UFO mm-hmm. that like obviously called the monolith whiskey. No. <laughs> Wow. That didn't even come out right. The Monica wow. Lewinsky. Wow. <laughs> we just talked about her. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just, yeah. Top, top of mind. Yeah. Anyway, it's and it, they're showing it doing maneuvers, obviously, that, that planes that we know of can't do. And then it goes yeah. in the water, mm-hmm. like goes in the ocean and disappears. Oh, so yeah. they call that something else too, right? Like, a, like a USO? Or oh, a, right. Yeah. It's a, instead the, of un, an identified flying object. Are you guys just fucking with me right now? Is that real true? Is that true? Yeah. Serious. Unidentified, uh, is it, is it, what are they? Submergible? Yeah, something like that. So, I don't know. Why would they call it a totally flying object if it goes in the well, water? What, what is weird to me is that they're declassifying it, right? So that, yeah. that it was classified before. That's what I'm that, saying. That right away makes it like, okay, even my cackles go up a tiny bit for that, right? <laughs> yeah. it's like, what are cackles, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Doug, can you look up cackles? Yeah. I've said that I before. Know, like, it's like the hair, dogs, yeah, hair on the back the, of your neck, isn't that? That would cackle the goose pimples. I'm probably using it wrong. Yeah, I feel like it's something to have to do with an ankle, but I think kinkles. No, yeah. It gets your kinkles up. Cackles. Cackles. I'm probably saying it wrong. But why all of a sudden are they releasing and, and talking about and commenting on UFO sh- I don't know, shit like crazy? I, I like what are they trying whoever's to theories out there that they're literally prepping us. Like maybe this whole thing was just to get us all vaccinated and get us all ready for the invasion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Hey, by the way, <laughs> they pull their mask off. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still. Like, I think it's yeah. so we forget about Epstein so, Island because I think there's just too many powerful political people that are tied to Epstein yeah, Island. That's yesterday's news. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Doug? What you got? It's hackles, not cackles. Oh, oh hackles. cackles like a laugh. It is hairs, oh. hairs on the back of the neck though. Hackles. Mm. hackles. You know what's funny is that none of us here knew that it was hackles. No, we thought it was cackles. I should be cackles. You Wiki- know, Wikipedia's wrong. It's just, uh, yeah, we just make words up yeah. anyway. Speaking of declassified video, dude, we remember I talked about nukes the other day, and we're giving you some some facts on the biggest nuke ever detonated. Right, right, right. The Tsar Bomba. They declassified video of this uh, of this nuke going off. What? Yeah, I gave it to Doug. Maybe Doug can pull it up. Yeah, bro, it looks like they made a sun, like just a nuke sun was created. It's a. Where, it's a, where did they detonate this? Well, look, it's a Russian film, so that's why it's all. Uh, it's on. <laughs> that's why you can't read crazy it. Crazy hieroglyphics. Is that a parachute? Yeah. No, no. So here's it. They're going to show it going off right now. Can I? I can't see. And it. That's that's the timer. But it's <laughs> that looks like a fifties movie. That look <laughs> that's real. when you think it went off. Oh yeah, yeah. You think this just happened? This oh, was yeah. like this was like back in the sixties, I think. Or oh, okay. 60s. I was gonna say it definitely looks like that. No, okay. So when you hear some statistics on this bomb, just so you can you know, look at that. Oh, like it just. And by the way, this it's like I'll, I'll give you some statistics. So this bomb packed a punch of fifty megatons. So you guys don't know what that is. So that's equivalent 
to 50 million tons of conventional explosives. How do you know Justin doesn't know that? I, I mean, you just assume. Yeah, I know. That, that makes an I, ass of you and me. He knows. Yeah. A me- <laughs> yeah. Wow. I feel like he would you. know that. Look at it. Look at that, though. Um, yeah. Like, what's going on, right? It's like another sun was created. And then they'll show, like, an aerial view from, like, hundreds of miles away. So, like, it, Siberia somewhere? Because this is, this is on land that they're dropping. Look at this. And then when you go in the sky, it literally hit, I think it hit the stratosphere. Oh, dude. The, the top of the bomb, like, the mushroom cloud literally went into the, the upper limit of the Earth's atmosphere. So check this out. Ready for this? That single bomb right We're there. We're all breathing that, uh, you know, the remnants of that. Dude, Russia has like, I think their strategy, by the way, is is like, we are not. We might yeah. not be able to beat you, Dude, but if we'll you go fuck bigger. with us, we'll kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. We're just all going to die. It, it's all go big or go home. Listen, That's their whole listen to this. This is what blew me away. It's 10 times more powerful than all of the munitions expended during World War II. So you take all the bombs and everything that went off in World War II. Wow. Times 10. That's one bomb. It's 1,500 times the force of Hiroshima and Nagasaki combined. That one bomb right there. Dude, wow. they, they just don't fuck around. How insane is that right there? That yeah. Isn't that crazy? I just saw that video this morning. And I was, it was like, I mean, it's fascinating to me, but it's also a bit, you know, obviously yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they're not still like lighting those things off. No. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to get back to fitness now that I've derailed the shit out of this conversation. <laughs> so, um, I was on an interview and I thought this was an interesting uh, topic. So I want to hear what you guys think. So I was on an interview talking about obviously the book, right? Resistance training revolution. Was, was this your about- ABC? What do you mean? Are you talking about this? Uh, shout out to you, by the way. That yeah. was kind of cool. Oh, thank you. Always be yeah, closing. Yeah. yeah. On, on, <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> he was on ABC in Texas, right? Yeah, right? yeah, I, so right. I got tagged. I was like, oh, look at Sal, dude. On network guy. TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you know what's funny about that? Like I know. My family will lose their shit over that's, newspapers and net, network television. That's why I told you and I were going back and forth. He's like, it's not that big of a deal, bro. I'm like, yes, it is. For anybody who's over the age of 35, it's a huge deal still. Yeah. Anybody younger than that, it's like, whatever. They probably didn't even catch it. Grandpa jumped out of his seat. Yeah. Yeah, so so anyway, no, it wasn't that interview. It was, an, it was one I did right before it, but what the what the person brought up, who was it? Paul Saladino. So Paul Saladino, I uh, was on his podcast. I don't think it's aired yet. And we were talking about fat loss, and I was talking about studies on resistance training versus cardio. And then he says, what about HIT? What about high-intensity interval training type cardio? Studies show that HIT cardio burns more body fat, doesn't result in the muscle loss that steady-state cardio will result in. So, so to give some clarify... Studies done on steady state cardio, traditional cardio, and diet. So people only do cardio and diet. When they lose weight, about half the weight they lose is muscle. Obviously not a good thing, right? Mm. So he says, what about the HIT studies? That kind of cardio shows way less muscle loss and more fat, uh, and just more pure fat loss. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, here's why. HIT is basically resistance training using cardio, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how we've talked about how sometimes people use dumbbells and barbells, but they do in a way where it's not resistance training. They're essentially right. doing cardio doing with weights. To fatigue. HIT is is doing weights with cardio. Right. It's the same thing, but on the reverse. Because when you're doing HIT, you're explosive. You're taking breaks. You're resting. Yeah. You're you're the goal is to be anaerobic, not aerobic, with your activity. So the preservation it, there was because of the weights. It, it's essentially resistance training with cardio. What do you guys think about that that explanation? No, I think it's a great yeah, explanation. Yeah, I sense. mean, that's, that's exactly what's happening. But did you guys, did you go into like the adaptation process though? Oh yeah. And I did say to him like, you know, uh, I would not take somebody who's not already stable, has good mobility and strength and have them do explosive hit cardio because the, the because of the explosion, you know, you have to be explosive with it. The exertion is really high. And if your technique isn't good on slow stuff, you mm. don't want to go fast because right. if it's, if it's bad on slow, it's going to be way worse 
on fast, and then you're going to end up hurting yourself. Yeah, speaking of cardio, I'm actually going to start up. I just uh, And mainly just to get in more movement. I was mm-hmm. talking to Katrina this weekend because I've been trying to get my weight down, and I'm like stuck at like this 220. I'm not. I am not getting below that. And I'm like, man, I don't. I'm, my diet is is super dialed in right now. I had a I had a drink uh, over the weekend, and I I ate out one time. But I mean, normally if that's like nothing. I mean, if I'm training and I'm moving around, like the, my my body doesn't feel that or really yeah. see that where I am right now. I just think that I'm sitting more than I've ever sat. I just we sit. I sit on the. This is the most sedentary I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So I'm I'm literally going to implement it just for that exact reason. Just some steady just for your health. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I when when I was a trainer, when I owned my studio, uh, and I would train, you know, eight people in a day, seven people in a day, ten people a day. You're standing, you're walking, you're moving weights, you're moving equipment. I was never sitting down. I was yeah. always on my feet. In here, what we do, we're <laughs> look at us. Yeah. All we're doing is well, sitting down. Well, we need down. an intervention, and so that's where I do see the value in cardio, and yeah. like really just bringing up the overall activity for the day. Like that's that's an important thing. I used to have a lot more active days where I was grabbing weights and I was moving around. And I'm showing exercises and I'm working out on top of that. And to just come in here and sit down and then try and recreate that for like an hour and then sit down again in my car driving. It's just like brutal. Don't I am I am going to be a bit methodical about it though before I do it. Like I'm going to measure because I know yeah, I have, I'd love to uh, see how many steps you're averaging. Yeah, I haven't tracked yet, right? So Katrina just started tracking hers and she's been like telling me what she's been doing because she's following a starter where we actually prescribe steps, mm-hmm. uh, which she said has been phenomenal. I, I don't know how many people oh, that listen to the show that actually actually follow it to that uh to a t like that but she's like you know i notice a huge difference if i fail to to follow that and mm-hmm. she's like i won't i will i'll get under the steps for sure so i i'm gonna start there and just kind of see where i'm at and so you're well, not gonna change anything you're just yeah, gonna track yeah i'm just gonna track and now my guess is that i, I think i'm under five six thousand steps a day and then the first thing that i'll do is just make sure that i get like 10 to start mm-hmm. and if that means i'm walking on a treadmill or going for a walk outside i'll do that first but i have a feeling that i'm just Having a piece of cardio equipment like in our office at home, I think, is going to be a useful tool for me for that. Dude, reason. that'll help during the week. I've been really intentional about every weekend and and you know when I get home to to get outside and go on these hikes and been walking a lot more outside and trying to get as much sun as possible and that really helps like my mood, everything else, energy. You can feel a difference. And then when I come here during the week, it's kind of like. Uh, I feel once I get home, I'm like tired. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even do anything yet. You well, know? because my my son uh, doesn't sleep great sometimes and nap, that gets when I get my steps in. Because then I got to put him in the stroller. And I'm like, all right, we're going for a walk, buddy. Yeah. And that's like two hours because it takes him 45 minutes to settle down. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, now that he yeah. fell asleep, I have at least another hour to go. So yeah. I'm just walking around the neighborhood with Have them. you guys seen all these posts and things people have been tagging us on about all these trainers and people that are all crying about uh, other people promoting to not do cardio and focus more on weights and, and saying like, how, how dare them? Oh, you brother. know, like, yeah, this is such an effective way to, to burn body fat. And I can't believe the, the, the trainers would say things like that. No, there's no, look at, like, just look at the study. Some yeah, just here. look at the studies. I mean, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with uh, cardio. There isn't no. anything wrong with yeah. it. Yeah. But if that's the cornerstone of your if and and, and you got to remember this too this is important we typically are communicating when we communicate fitness and, and we'll say if we're talking to a fitness fanatic but we're usually communicating to the average person right and the average person will work out two or three days a week that's it yeah. and the average person will pick one form of exercise yes and the average person is interested in weight loss 
Yeah. In you that, don't have to sell people doing cardio to burn fat. No, that's it, already the, the you know the standard. Yeah, if if that's your if that's the context, if you work out two or three days a week, you only pick one form of exercise, uh, and your goal is fat loss, then resistance training is going to be the most. It's going to be superior. Yeah. Mainly because of the adaptations it, it produces. Forget the calories you burn while you're doing it. And also, you know, here's the other thing too. We need to stop valuing exercise for the card for the for the calories that you burn while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's not the value of exercise. The value is in the way it changes the way your body adapts and the adaptations that occur. That's where the real value is. So what's the value of just moving and being active? Mm -hmm. It's not because you're burning the calories. It's rather it's just good for the cellular function of the body. It's good for circulation. It's got mental benefits, and if you do it outside, you're outside. Oh. So that's where you get a lot of those, you know, types of benefits. Yeah. Speaking of outside, man, I didn't, I didn't get outside at all this week. Man, we had all of a sudden a cold front. I mean, we were. I oh, had, it was cold. Yeah, this weekend, the yeah. weekend before, you're talking about us being coming yeah. back all tan and stuff like that. I think we had like 87. I was like 50 oh, something. That 60 contrast something. was killing me, dude. It was way cold and all gloomy and shit all weekend. You know what? I, I tell you what. I, what I've gotten better about since we've we've moved out there, where it's all gloomy on these days is I'm way better now about actually using my infrared, like getting in front of the juve light. Oh, and yeah. it, if I, like that's just now become a habit. Like, okay, instead of just being consistent with doing it every single day or three mm -hmm. days a week, I literally try and, and mirror what's going on outside. If mm -hmm. I see, if I pull up my you know weather app and see that it's like overcast, cold, and, and, and I'm going to, okay, I'm not going to be outside walking probably. Like, I just need to schedule and make sure that I get in front of that thing for like 10 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I notice a huge difference when I do versus when I don't. So Jessica has the yeah. the their newer, smaller panel. Remember they sent it to us because I was on the live IG with them? Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously I took that home. The Juve Go? I think it's yeah, called. We have that little one up there in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like that, but it's a new one, right? A little right? bigger, yeah. So Jessica has been using it uh, almost daily on her face. That's what Cassie does. And I mean- Yeah, she likes it. Bro, within, I'd say it, would t it took about three or four weeks. And I was, I kept, you know, look at, Je and remember, keep in mind, she's sleep deprived as hell, right? Because because we have a baby. And when you're sleep deprived, you typically can tell. Their skin doesn't <laughs> yeah. look as good. They're a little worn. They're just, uh Yeah, so I, I, you know, she's been using it for three or four weeks. I'm coming home like, man, you, you're getting good sleep. She's like, no. I'm <laughs> like, you look really good. Like something's different. And I forgot all about that she was using the juice. You know what it looked like? Mm. It looked like she was putting on like foundation or something before. I, I feel come like home. I look more tan after I get in front of it. Yeah. I know it's not <laughs> yeah. tanning my skin, but I swear to God, when I get done, I'm like, I look like I just laid in a tanning bed yeah. for a few minutes. I swear it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that might be the glow that it makes yeah. you like your. Well, your it looked like it, I swear to God, it looked like she'd put something on because it, she had that. The skin looks like it's uh, like uh, what is it? Like there's no blemishes, very smooth. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you put something on. She's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, holy shit, it's really working. But it took about three weeks or so. Speaking of Jessica, what do you? Uh, I know the sleep thing has been probably yeah. the most challenging thing right now. What do? You, what else do you think that she would say is is one of the more challenging things right now for her? Like obviously the sleep, that's number mm -hmm. one. Um, what else? Have, have you guys had any hurdles that you guys are dealing with right now? That's the biggest one, um, and it's it's pretty much it. He's the most chill, happy baby ever. Like he's super happy, super cool. He goes with anyone, very smiley. Um, like, do you feel like he's easier, harder than your other two? Like, what, what are you starting to be reminded of certain? You know the phases. So here's the problem: when I in my in my when I when my older kids were babies, I worked so much that I think I missed a lot of the like the nap challenges and stuff like that. So I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Although they, I think they did sleep a little better at night. Um, but he's just, he does, he's not cranky. He's super easygoing. If it wasn't for the sleep, I swear he'd be like the, the perfect baby when it comes to 
in terms of how challenging you know he is. But now we're doing the feeding, so we're testing different foods, seeing how he poops and whatever. And he, even eating, he's like, "Give me more. I'll just eat more." You know, I know that's a challenge sometimes. When you first start feeding oh, kids, yeah. you got to figure out what they'll eat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now he just crushes whatever we give. Oh, so here's what we did yesterday. We gave him. So it's recommended. Uh, when they do what's called, uh, I don't remember what's called, where, where you're, it's more of a natural approach. You, you introduce different flavors to babies and they can develop a palate or whatever. And one of the things they recommended was to give your baby a small piece of dark chocolate with very little sugar and what, because of the bitter flavor, mm-hmm. it introduces them. Mm-hmm. So we gave them a square and it's like dark chocolate. It's There's nothing really much in it. And he's kind of, we're trying to see what his expression is or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, what did his eyes get all big or what? No, I mean, because it wasn't, it's not like a sweet piece of chocolate. Yeah. It's relatively bitter. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, let's see if he likes it. Now, Jessica is a chocolate fanatic. Yeah. Loves chocolate. I could do, I could, whatever. It's not a big deal for me. Anyway, we're giving it to him and you could see him kind of start to figure it out. Like, hmm. Mm-hmm, and then he started, here. then he started getting into it. And then I'm like, I think that's enough. Like, let's take it away. <laughs> oh, dude. We took it away. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> and we were all laughing because uh, yeah. you know, I don't know about you guys, but when you see your baby have a fr- not like a normal cry, but like a frustrated cry from something like that, yeah. it's kind of funny. It is. It's like, ah! <laughs> it's fun to mess with. Yeah, it's like he does this with his fist. Ah! Yeah, we took video of him while he's doing it. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> he's got chocolate all over his face. And yeah, I was messing with my kids this weekend. Oh, I actually had this guy come out from Oregon, and they have a company where they do uh, the outfit for like zip lining and, and oh, you're getting that ropes done. course and like they build. You're gonna stuff put like that, that in your back in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. So it's the same people that did like the zipline course that's like close to me in this camp. Um, and so they were out there anyway to kind of check all the lines and stuff. And so I coordinated it so he could come on my property. And so we got up there and we we're starting to kind of, I was telling him all my crazy ideas and all that stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, we can do all of that stuff. <laughs> I'm like, really? And then we can even have places where you don't have to belay. So you don't have to like have anything clipped. Uh, you can just like have these, these bridges with uh, netting and, oh, that and railing. And, and so you can have for the adults, I'm going to have an adult kind of like line. So you can go up there and like have a, have a beer and just watch the kids you know, zip line and climb and do crazy. It's going to be crazy, dude. Just wait, bro. So give me, give me. I an can't idea. wait. What is something like this cost? Is it expensive? I mean, it's expensive, but it's not like crazy. Going to kill my budget. I'm trying to actually like work in ways of saving money. So you guys know I'm going through this big remodel with the house. I'm going to take a lot of the wood because the wood right now is the most expensive thing. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, so I'm going to try and, and see if I can use a lot oh, of the repurpose deck. it. Yeah, oh. repurpose it for, for Oh, these. interesting. Yeah, so that'll save us a lot if I can work on that. I mean, wow. give me an idea. Like, what to put a whole, like, let's pretend like you it's don't. It's like five grand per, like, you know, um, let, let's just say per. Uh, station? Yeah, station. And how many stations do you like? Could you do? Well, like, you could do as many as you 10, want. 10 well, no, you can't. You have you need a fucking tree guy. You know, however, <laughs> he only has so many trees in that area. Oh, yeah. I thought you were asking generally. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Adam, I think you can do yeah. as many as you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like yeah. all of it. Yeah. I'm about his property. Like, yeah. are you, are you, I mean, do you plan to have like ten different stations, no. three stations, um, like? Yeah, like honestly, probably like eight to ten stations. Like, it, I'm gonna go yeah. kind of ham with it a little bit. Uh, dude, but, I mean, able- it's not going to like take over the whole landscape. Like, you're not going. You still like my. Dude, I have like 75 idea. trees. You're going to yeah. be the most popular. Do you really have that many trees? The- yeah, it doesn't look like it. No, it doesn't look like there's that many. But they're so big. I, I would have never thought that you have that many on your property. Yeah, each like ring of um, redwoods. There's at least like four or five of them like together. Oh, wow. So. wow. So you know what I like is that you guys ever seen people put roller coasters in the backyard? That's I'm trying to get them yeah. to do that. I tagged yeah. him on. I think it was a bar stool or something. Oh uh, yeah. 
and they they had this sick ass like roller coaster you could do. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, and he has cool. the perfect hill for that. I'm I like, do. I'm on I'm on a slope. So yeah, I was like, you should so do, bro. That. Your house is gonna be the most popular house. Well, of that's kind of what I mean, and that was kind of the idea. It's or like, not, they're gonna be like video games. Yeah. Kids well, I, that's why I wanted to create something where it was like it was an attraction for them to just climb and and I love it, you know, and do stuff that's physical and be outside. So I got to outcompete these these freaking video games, man. Mm. Well, good luck, dude. Yeah. Hey, real quick, the question portion of this Q and A episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Ned. Now they have this great product. It's a sleep blend that combines CBD. We all know about CBD but with another cannabinoid called CBN. Now, CBN has sedating effects on the body. When you take this product, it chills you out. It's the most effective sleep product I've ever tried. No joke, if I take this about an hour later, I need to hit the sack, and I sleep very, very hard. Now, they take CBD, CBN, and they combine them with very effective natural botanicals to enhance their effects. So if you have issues with sleep, you want deeper sleep, you want more vivid dreams, or you have troubles falling asleep, try this product out. Go check them out. Go to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O, uh, ned.com forward slash mind pump. And you can enter the code mind pump and get a discount. Go check them out. First question is from Damoose134. What's your take on a Bruce Lee style chain and bar contraption for isometrics? I have Ooh. never seen this actually. You haven't seen that? No, I have never. I know now. I know he did. He trained a lot with isometrics. This mm -hmm. was something that he believed very heavily in. Uh, he found it made his his punches and kicks harder. And he was rumored to be able to take a 100 pound dumbbell and isometrically support it at arm's length. Mm -hmm. This was like a rumor. I don't know if you ever actually That's did crazy, this. That's crazy, by the way. Yeah, which is really crazy. Are you familiar with this piece of equipment? Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, and I've seen a couple companies. I know Dragon Door was one of them. They do a lot of unconventional stuff. Like they were the first ones I kind of, I went through some of their certifications for kettlebell and all that. And I saw them had the chain isometric tool. So basically, you have a board and uh, you have the chain, two chains that, that connect to then uh, a stick that, that oh. basically, um, you can set the chain length. So you, you set the chain length to wherever you want to go to then have that isometric hold. So you can stand on it and pull So yeah, I can do like emulate a deadlift. I can emulate a row. I can emulate sort of like a, you know, a press position Curl, over it, whatever. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's definitely just within that station, but you put all of your force and your might into that uh, exercise hold for like five to ten seconds and then rest. Why have I never heard of this? I know. I've never seen You know what? Though? That would work really well. Of course, well. Justin yeah. thinks this is brilliant. I mean, this is literally like the axon stick like concept, right? Right. Here. So that's brilliant. Yeah, and that's that's something that actually I, I've stumbled across that as I was researching a lot of isometric uh, methods out there. Because, is that when you first saw this? Mm -hmm. I did not know. I'm surprised you don't know because you were like a total Bruce fan. I, I knew that he trained a lot with isometrics. I, I know, but I've never seen that tool. Neither have I. And he also did a lot of bodybuilder poses that he would like exaggerate and make them into isometric um, exercises in between doing sets like on bench or squat. Wow, Justin, it even measures like the like just like this uh, is they, they modernized it apparently uh -huh. and added like a digital scale or whatever. Oh uh, well, they're. They're gonna find a nice patent that blocks that. So yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, we'll, you better we'll, get on that. Oh, we'll, we'll come after him. That's fine. Yeah. Wow, yeah, very I got, interesting. I got international patents. You so. know, I, I, it's so strange. It's such an interesting story when you look at the the rise and fall of popularity of isometrics. You mm -hmm. know, in, in the early days of resistance training, 
even Olympic lifting, uh, isometrics were a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this in in it was something that bodybuilders did and strength athletes did, and feats of strength that they would perform usually involved some kind of isometric hold. The studies, by the way, support isometrics tremendously. Wow, five hundred dollars for that one. I know. You could buy the old school one for whatever, or make it yourself yeah. without yeah. the whatever. Yeah, but it's not measuring it, right? Yeah. Which you would like. I'll to show see. you guys something cooler. Yeah, <laughs> but the, but the value the value of isometrics is incredible. It doesn't you know beat up the body. It's got a lot of carryover. Yeah, it's a fast way to get strong. A very fast way to get strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel it almost immediately. When I you do it. I also love it for form and technique. It's such a great way to teach someone how to be aware of their entire body and the way you're positioned while you're trying to contract a specific muscle. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, that's one. Of, that's I mean, how that's how my I favorite, use. Yeah, it's my favorite use of it. That's too. how I use isometrics when training clients more than anything else. Is I would get them in a position, whether it be with a cable, a weight, put them in an isometric position, and and then I would go move their body, yeah. their hips, and like this is I want you grounded like this. I want your shoulders back like this. I want your chin to and then like and then contract as hard as you can. You do that enough times, and then you hand them a, a weight that's obviously a lot easier. Oh, you to can move. build muscle. Like it, it's such a legit training method. It just doesn't have good marketing. You know, it's like people, it's not sexy to see a video of somebody just kind of staying there and, and just, flexing. Uh, like, yeah. you know, like see the struggle <laughs> in their face. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it, but it's so effective if you apply it into your training and it complements basically everything and also it's it's safe it's one of the safest training methods out there that you can just internally just back off on your effort yeah you know you know um like jujitsu guys you see a lot of them start to incorporate isometrics because a lot of the positions and holds require a tremendous amount of isometric uh, stamina strength and endurance so when you're in some in a position or here's a common thing when you're doing like a gi choke on someone if you're, I mean, you have good technique and setup, but if your if your hands and forearms give out from the isometric holds, well, then it, then you lose or whatever. Mm. Uh, so it's very interesting, and it's something that I think again you don't see anybody doing it, which is which is interesting to me because the studies on isometrics are it's not like oh you have a little bit of value, it's incredible. Yeah. You just look them up for yourself. It's incredible the value that they can provide. Pretty much, and you can here's the thing with them, you can add them to any routine. And you run very little risk of overtraining. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when you're training, like, oh, I can't add that new thing because it'll push me over the edge. I have to take something away. With isometrics, usually you can add them and it won't take away from your body's ability to recover too much. Next question is from Way Too Fit. <laughs> can a 10 to 15 minute trigger session every day be beneficial, beneficial for muscle gain and fat loss? If the client has time restrictions with work. Yeah, trigger sessions have tremendous oh, value. They're, uh, they're the best for that. They're incredible for that. So a trigger session essentially is a short, and I usually say eight to 10 minutes, right? Eight to 10 minute mini, and I hate, I use the word lightly, workout. But essentially what you're doing is you're, um, you're, you're doing a low to moderate intensity uh, workout. You're aiming for a little bit of a pump. Yeah, uh, it's you, like a pump session. Yeah, or you can make it more mobility focused. And you do it shortly, and ideally you do several of these a day, two or three of these a day. When I do trigger sessions uh, every time, it's like within three or four days, I could tell a difference in my muscle shape. I could tell a difference in fat loss, uh, energy, everything. It's uh, how, very, very- how in depth did you go in the book in this with trigger sessions? Yeah, um, I didn't talk about trigger sessions. Oh, you didn't at all? No, I, I kept it very basic because we're talking. And here's the thing: I actually, it's kind of an advanced technique. Yeah, and and here's the thing: like uh, in in the resistance training revolution, I talk about sets, 
reps, oh, yeah, tempo. Right. Like, you know, you got to imagine the average person that you're right, talking right. to. Your first want... introduction to weights yeah. in general. But, I mean, trigger sessions are not advanced in the sense that they don't, they only benefit advanced people. No, no. It's just, it's you got to get the basics con- first. It's, it's an advanced concept, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean by yeah, advanced. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. And, you know, back in the day, we didn't call it trigger sessions, but I would have clients do, you know, hey, I tell you what, every morning, why don't you practice and do, you know, three sets of 10 bodyweight squats, which is kind of easy for you. Just do that in the morning or, you know, uh, at work every two hours, I actually used to do this with quite a few clients. I'd have them have like an alarm that would go off on their watch or something. And every couple hours, go ahead and do five minutes of this particular band exercise. And they would notice improved productivity. Mm-hmm. They'd notice, you know, a little bit of strength gains that we would see translate into our workouts. Who, like, who was you know it? What? Who, who was it that did the uh, greasing the groove? Was that Pavel? Who was yeah. Pavel? Yeah. yeah, Pavel did that. And then Rich Piana, I forgot what he called Feeder it. Feeder sessions. Yeah, very similar co- type of a concept, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you know, in terms of um, uh, Dr. Ed Thomas, he applied something kind of similar, but it was more... Um, you know, basic uh, exercise calisthenic type stuff in between for school. So they would take breaks, like lots of like planned breaks where they would have these physical poses and, and different exercises that they would do. And they in turn had some of the best performance and numbers out of anybody in any kind of uh, you know competitive state around them. Yeah, yeah, no, and if, you know what the biggest. So when I did them the first time, and remember, I, the story goes, I I, I witnessed. Blue collar workers in my family who had muscular body parts that correlated to their physical job, right? So, you know, like a mail carrier, they all had great calves, and my, the mechanics in my family had great forearms. And the reason why I thought of a trigger sessions is like, look, if you're a mechanic for 30 years, yeah, I'm sure the first few months your forearms get sore, but after that, it's now you're adapted, it's a low level intensity activity and yet they would have forearms that rivaled you know like amateur bodybuilders or whatever yeah so i thought okay there's something to this when i applied it i did not expect to feel and see some of the other effect the benefits were which were cognitive and energy wise it was like i would just feel so sharp i mean one of the reasons why we work out before we podcast now is it makes us so much sharper. Yeah. I mean, just throughout your day, just do five minutes I, of exercise. I love that. So I, when you got me doing it, I actually took our bands and I would keep it downstairs where my TV room was at and just hang it in a closet door that was in there. And I just made a habit of like, mm-hmm. if I sat watching, you know, two hours of mm-hmm. TV or something like that to just, because, you know, you start to feel lethargic yep. and especially on a weekend, right? It's maybe it's a Saturday. I kind of slept in, kind of chilling. But then I catch myself where I've been just like in the couch forever, feeling even more lethargic. Now I don't even want to go get like a full workout in. Hopping up and doing a trigger session completely Dude, changed Same my- thing. I had one in the pantry and I would just like, after I was sitting too long watching TV, I'd go grab it and just do some pull-aparts and get my chest, you know, up and just get my posture right. And it was like gold. And it's yeah. so easy because you're not committing to like a full no. workout. It's literally 10 minutes long, if that. And it just takes, and it's not really hard, but the, how you feel afterwards is yeah. amazing. You're aiming for maybe a little pump. Maybe you get a little burn in the muscle. Nothing even close to intense. And here's the bet. I mean, in my opinion, here's a selling point. If you have a weak body part, let's say you're having trouble making your butt grow uh, or your you know, biceps or whatever. Do the trigger sessions for that weak body part. Just do them on a, you know, I'd say five days a week, do a couple a day. Watch what happens to that weak body part. It responds very, very well. Next question is from Plain Janette. 
Uh, she is wanting to know tips or experience with heartburn or acid reflux. Uh, Justin Justin's, yeah, Justin's wheelhouse right here. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've gone through all kinds of different options. With I mean, I was the guy that was like taking Prilosec and all these other different medications to, just to try to eliminate it and, and forget it. When did that start for you? How old were you? Do you remember? I mean, it's been with me ever since I can remember pretty much. I, really? Yeah, maybe I would say teen years for the most part because you start really kind of eating crap mm -hmm. and, and, and you, you introduce all that stuff because I'm, I'm kind of going away from what I'm eating at my parents and I'm eating more fast food and things. Once I started eating fast food, it was just like yeah, a whole tub of cookie dough, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you remember how, <laughs> yeah, dude. do you remember how long you were like naive to it though? Like it was happening and you didn't like, you're just like, ah, oh, it's probably just everybody feels this way. Yeah. I, it really didn't even dawn on me until after college. Yeah. Like I just, I just assumed that that was something that was handed off to me from my dad because he has a, a really bad case of it himself and my brother as well. My dad actually associated it though with uh, sleep apnea, which I found out is could contribute towards it uh, as well. And so that was something that I tested out and teased out. And I was like, thank God, that's not it. I didn't want to have one of those Darth Vader machines, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hooked up to me at night and carry that thing around when we travel. Yeah. Um, but God, we would I would tease you. I, so, so much, just yeah. the just the jokes It'd alone would easy, just right? kill me. You know what though? If you have sleep <laughs> apnea, that's a life changer. I have oh, family yeah. members who oh, got yeah, it, for and sure. they're like, I, I oh, wish yeah. I used it before. Yeah, and so I've tried a lot of things, and then we had talked about, like, with a couple of functional medicine doctors, like, they had mentioned that it's an acid, uh, you know, I, I wasn't producing acid at the right times. It was a timing issue, and I had trained my body to uh, basically, like, through this whole um, uh, sphincter valve thing, whatever you want to call it, like, it was releasing it at the wrong time, and mm -hmm. so it would go up in my throat, like, when I'd lay down at night versus having it there to digest just as I was eating. And so uh, to take these HCL pills was a strategy. And I did went through that process for a while and it did somewhat help. Uh, but the latest thing now that I'm on uh, is this licorice uh, uh, extract. I'm, I was trying to look that up while yeah. you guys were, were talking. A sphincter valve? That's like a real thing? It's yeah. Any muscle that does this, Adam. Yeah. So it's not just your butthole. Uh, sphincter says what? Oh, yeah. that's... that's that's, that's a, a sphincter. That's the yeah. definition of that? Yeah, it's yeah. a sphincter muscle. God, I learned something new every this. day hanging yeah. out with you guys. Adam immediately is yeah. like, you yeah. have a butthole. <laughs> that's what I was. I know mouth. Doug was looking the same way too. Doug looked at me and gave me the same look I had. Right? What? Did he yeah. just... Doug just knows our humor. He's yeah. like, someone's going to say something. Yeah. You know... So a deglyceride licorice, just for anybody that's curious. That's what I'm on now. So... Uh, Some red vines? <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's pills, dude. Uh, you know, okay, so a lot of those proton pump inhibiting drugs, like yeah. the ones you used to take, I know I fucked this up for Justin because they're effective. You take them, you don't get heartburn. Oh, you, you know what got me off those? Uh, the study about I dementia. I know. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I know. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But no, I, no I was, I, you know, he's like, man, I take these all the time. They totally work for me. So, you know me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look this up and see what's going on. And I find these new studies showing that these protein pump inhibitors are connected to uh, cognitive decline and dementia later in life. So oh, I'm God. like, fuck. Mm -hmm. Share it with Justin. Yeah, it's like already up. happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> How so long have you been taking these? So you're saying that the, the, the football, the or black, that? the black licorice is a, a natural way to try and help. And now you take it right before you eat. How often do you take it? Yeah, you three, only uh, yeah, like twice a, a day. And so uh, yeah, I take. I've been taking that and also adjusting my diet. Uh, and that's something I. Anybody that's suffering is through that as well. I really like highly suggest you go through an elimination diet and you reintroduce yeah. um, uh, different types of foods so you can really know what's the biggest. Offender. So SIBO is very closely connected to, too, to yeah. acid reflux. So SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, right? right? So bacteria builds up 
where it's not supposed to. And if you have SIBO and your heartburn or acid reflux is due to SIBO, if you get rid of the SIBO, which it is curable, so SIBO is curable. Now, in a lot of people, it can ha come back. Uh, but if you cure it, either with antibiotics or herbals, by the way, herbals in more recent studies were shown to be just as effective as the antibiotics. If you cure it and get rid of it, it your problem will be gone. Um, and some of these supplements uh, contain these lots of these uh, kind of antimicrobials in them, you know, peppermint oil and oh, right. oregano and garlic and some of the stuff. But essentially what you do is you take them about 15 minutes before you eat, then you eat, and then what it does is it sits in your gut. You throw the food at the bacteria. The bacteria comes out to eat the food, but because the presence of these herbals are in there, it'll kill them. Mm -hmm. The process of treating SIBO can take as long as I mean, is that similar months. to how like a probiotic is working too? No, probiotics bacteria. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these are antimicrobials. Right. They actually kill. So it's uh, like bacteria. shaving away at it uh, slowly. By, okay. By, by yeah. So, so like peppermint oil, oregano oil, I said uh, garlic, um, and there's some other stuff, but I took uh, two herbal concoctions, the ones that were in a study for SIBO, and I didn't get heartburn. Mine's different. Uh, but I did have SIBO, and it was it's called dysbiocide is one, and then FCCidal is another. And those are the ones that I saw in studies that mm -hmm. they actually use. Um, or you can go get antibiotics. But the problem with the antibiotics is uh, they can be very expensive. Well, and another thing, too, is it's uh, like stress was a big component for that mm -hmm. that would set it off like almost immediately uh, and speed of eating, too. So I really had to like co like concentrate uh, on slowing down, you know, taking deep breaths and, and, and eating slowly. And that really helped. And, and it's just kind of annoying because I'm like the last guy to finish uh, food all the time now. But it really does help. And also cutting eating uh after like six six o'clock at night it's amazing and you still get it all over yourself it's crazy it's just, <laughs> i'm still hungry <laughs> next question is from mfs wellness what are some of the most effective psychological tactics you've used to help clients overcome their attempts to quit on themselves when is it appropriate to refer a person to a professional behavior therapist? All right, so let's start with the first, uh, the first part. So, and I hate to use the word tactics. I feel like that sounds like you're tricking someone, which is mm. silly. You're not going to trick someone into long-term uh, fitness and health uh, success. Now, my experience, the best strategy is how you go into the process to begin with. So if you go into it with self-hate, I hate my body, I hate the way I look, this, I'm gonna, that's it, I can't take it anymore, you're going to fail. You have to go in from a standpoint of self-care. And then there's another part, which is I always talk to my clients about motivation and why it's fleeting, not to rely on it, and rather to develop the skill of discipline. When someone goes in with self-care, with a slow, methodical, build discipline, the skill of discipline approach, the success rate is much higher. You see a little, you see more balance, and you see less of the quitting, or at least quitting forever uh, with their workouts. So I have uh, two things. One to take from Jordan Peterson: uh, aim low, right? So doing something like not giving them this massive target. A lot of times they come in and they have this huge goal, and they're focused on that huge goal. So getting them away from thinking about this goal that you know is going to take you know months or potentially years, and not to focus on that, and to give them small, obtainable, realistic goals that they can start hitting them like within the first week, yeah. right? So I think that's a, a, a first the first strategy. The other thing that, uh, and I was just talking to Vicky as she was doing our, uh, lining us up today, and we were talking about uh, when I competed, and uh, she was asking me questions about like, you know, oh, you know, what do you attribute like the success of it and this and that? And I'm like, you know what's funny? It's like, 
there's there wasn't anything magical at all. In fact, the probably the thing that made the biggest difference was the the consistency. I never in that my life have been that consistent with my diet and training. Even as a personal trainer, I mean, I still fall off and have weekends where I do whatever. And one of the the games that I played with myself was uh, I would I would compete with how many days in a row that I did well on the diet and or training. And that could, when you're day one, that's zero. So accomplishing one or two days in a row is your first record, right? And so let's just say, inevitably by day five, you have a mishap. You you eat off the diet or you don't get your training session in like you're supposed mm -hmm. to. And so I would start back at zero again. I would pick myself back up. It's not a big deal. Shit happens. It's gonna. It's inevitable. But now the new goal is to beat five days in a row. Can I get five days in a row, more than five days in a row, which so six would be a success or more. Yeah. And I, I would just keep doing that until, you know, five days, seven days, 13 days started to turn into months. And then eventually, in this case, turned into years. And so I, I would do the same thing with clients with the idea of like, all right, let's, you know, here's our small goals. Our goal is to see how many days we can be consistent with this. Once they do that, it's okay. When they come to me, oh, Adam, I fucked up. I did this week. That's okay. You know, you've got nine days mm -hmm. of us being really good. Now, okay, tomorrow we start at zero again. The goal is to get to 10. And you just, you keep doing that. I found a lot of success with, with helping clients stay yeah, on now track. The brilliance of that, what you're saying, and there's a lot of different versions of what you're saying, but the brilliance of it is you're comparing yourself to yourself mm -hmm. and you're comparing yourself to yourself recently. So it's a fair comparison. I think that one of the biggest mistakes people make is they compare themselves to other people yep. or they compare themselves to themselves when it was a totally different circumstance. Like, man, when I was in my twenties, I was like so dialed in. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't have a mortgage. You didn't have kids. You didn't have, you know, this type, this job. Like, so what you're saying is, is, is very brilliant because it's only, it's the only real fair comparison is, okay, how did I just do recently? Mm -hmm. Okay. I did this well. Can I beat myself like I did, you know, last week with what I'm doing? Yes, I can. And then you get that kind of, that momentum going. Yeah. And usually people that are in that situation where it's like, oh, like it, you feel that sense that they're not coming back and they just want to quit. And it really, it's assessing like how much, you know, they're, they're, they're taking on, like what, what are, what are all these things in your head that you think like aren't working and, and what's, what, you know, like how can we, how, how can we bring it back to just focus on a few things that, you know, like this is just something I do all the time and let's like slowly build on that. It's just, it's, one of those things as a young trainer it's like why won't they do this and let's let's figure out a strategy to you know make you more consistent and it it, it just has never worked like that for me like i have to be there as the accountability and i'm always here as the rock for you to come back to it and, and and go through this but really it's like it, it, this is your journey and so you have to basically figure that out well and to address the second part of this question um i i don't think it's uh, ever a bad idea yeah. not to hire somebody that's a professional if they are in a position where either work or they can afford to have a, a professional a mental health expert that is supporting them through this it, it's only going to help now we all have experience in that we're all well read in that in that area we know that part of the job is kind of like being that although we're not one so anytime that i can get a professional to assist me mm -hmm. i mean i would recommend that right out the gates certainly if 
I all the, the the tactics and the things that I'm trying, I'm continuing to fail, or they can't get past a mental hurdle, right? They keep coming back and mm-hmm. telling me like the same excuse or the same story. If I if I because here's the thing that's a a lot of times people will will tell will say this the same story over and over and over. If they're giving me what I think is kind of that same story, and I've tried to help them overcome that, I'm going to really push in that direction. But again. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt him to do that. My right at the gates. best success with clients was when they worked with me and a therapist. When and I always would work with the therapist. By the way, if you're a trainer, here's the strategy: what you don't do is tell your client, "Hey, I think you need to see a therapist," because that'll prob- <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. That'll that that's not going to work. What you do is you find a good therapist, and then you know them by name, and then when the person hires you, working with them, say, "Hey, look." I've had some other clients have a tremendous success with working with me and, you know, John Smith or whatever their name is. So when they work with me and John Smith, it's incredible. We're a really good team. It's very effective. Let me know if you want me to send you over to, to go see him. Just like, just like that. Yeah. Leave it at that. Now, the other times I would recommend is when you're dealing with severe obesity or there's any hint of... Uh, some kind of a dysfunction, a clinical dysfunction that has to do with eating. So if someone says to you, hey, I've, you know, I've had an eating disorder before or it looks like there may be some issues with that, again, have someone that you have a name of that you can recommend to them and, don't, and make sure you recommend it in a way that you think is effective. So again, I would say something like, hey, I work with this other person who works with all my clients. Oh my gosh, we're such a great team. Joseph Smith. Yeah, let me know if you'd like to. Yeah, one of the best ways of doing that to make people feel comfortable is to say that you do that with a lot of your clients. Yes. I have a lot of success with most of my clients that choose to do this so they don't feel like they're alone. They're the only only ones that got to go see a mental therapist (laughs) that trains with you. But I mean, working with them is what I would do all the time. So I'd work with the the, the therapist. And of course, we get the permission from the client. The client knows that we're sharing information. And the therapist would say something to me like, hey, they're, you know, we talked a lot about eating and, you know, it would not work well for them to count calories or to count macros or don't weigh them. This is not a, something that you should do. And I'd say, well, I'm going to focus on performance then. We're going to focus on strength. What do you think? They'd be like, yes, that's a good idea. But working together like that, oh my gosh. So successful. By the way, if you are a personal trainer, this is one, someone DM me the other day about getting their uh, kinese and, and, a, and a minor in psychology. Oh you know, gosh. And uh, I said, man, you probably- Beautiful combo. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you could come up with a better combo. If, and so if you're a trainer and you have either kinese or you've got national certifications, I highly recommend reading in this direction because this, I, I found a passion for reading this direction and I can't tell you how much it helped with coaching this this these types of clients because I mean are all clients for that matter even if they don't have some sort of a disorder or they're they're ch- mentally challenged in this area I mean having that that background and understanding and empathy when you're talking mm-hmm. to any and all clients uh, tremendously valuable. Oh yeah, I mean towards the end of my career I had in-house I had a physical therapist, a massage therapist and an acupuncturist. So those were the people in-house, but I also worked with a hormone specialist who was off-site. So I'd find these people and I'd work with them, talk with them and I'd say something like, "Hey, I'm a local trainer. Uh, I would like to send clients your way who I think may have hormonal issues." And what are they going to say? No, of course. And of course, you find a good one and see how they work out. So I had someone that I would refer to there. I, w- I had therapists that I would send people to. So I'd have this repertoire of people that I could refer to. And you know how valuable that made me oh, yeah. as a trainer? It's like, I know someone. Don't worry. We can work with them. And right. it was wonderful. I think that should be every uh, trainer's goal if you want to be really uh, effective Agreed. and successful. Look, if you like Mind Pump, if you like our information, Head over to mindpumpfree.com. Check out our free stuff. You won't believe what we'll give you for free 
at mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.